0: Hello everyone, it's Attorney Susan Ingalls. You can find me at Ingles Angle on Twitter and Instagram. And right here on Anchor.fm for this podcast every Thursday about consumer law issues that you may be facing. Today's topic is yo-yo financing when you buy a car. You come in here with a skull full of mush you leave thinking like a lawyer so welcome to think like a lawyer Thursday we're going to be talking about yo-yo sales are you the victim of a yo-yo financing scam Well, let me tell you how to recognize it if it's happening to you if you buy a new or used car and a few days later the dealer tells you there's been a problem with your financing Let me tell you something, alarm bells should go off in your head, okay? You're pulled back in the dealership to, like, renegotiate the deal that you already made and signed for. And it's usually going to end up being at a higher interest rate and worse loan terms. Hence the term yo-yo. They've sent you out there with a car that you thought was a final deal, but then they pull you back in just like a yo-yo. This is a lot like something called a spot delivery. In that scenario, you drive off in a car while the dealer continues shopping for financing for you to buy the car. So dealers use spot deliveries to take buyers out of the market for a car before they finalize the financing. Those laws can vary uh, from state to state. However, in a yo-yo sale, the dealer gives you the impression that the car is yours to keep. They usually even have a contract with financing that you sign and they sign. Now look, keep in mind that is actually a contract with the dealer that the dealer is going to assign to a lender once they find one to take the loan. Then the dealer calls and pressures you into returning to renegotiate the deal when they can't get a lender to take the loan. In some cases, they'll even threaten to repossess the car or report it as stolen if you keep it. Now, here's the thing. You have a contract with that dealer. If they don't find the lender to take the financing, they are stuck with the contract and the financing that they signed with you. So keep that in mind. Victims of yo-yo scams who don't realize what's going on and don't know their rights end up going back and, as I said, renegotiating the original purchase because they think they have to. They don't realize what their rights are. They wind up with an interest rate that is often, and you know, on average, five percentage points higher than the initial loan interest rate that they signed to begin with. And that's according to um, figures from the Center for Responsible Lending. Now, the buyers um, that are victimized by this practice often are the ones who are least able to shoulder that burden of that higher interest rate, and they don't have a lot of bargaining power with which they can get a fair deal. It's a significant problem with dealerships that cater to um, lower-income borrowers, um, young people, old people, minorities, recent immigrants members of the military, and so forth. People who, you know, maybe seem vulnerable or maybe seem uninformed or you know, not to know their rights. So what can you do? What can you do to protect yourself? Well, first of all, keep in mind that because you have filled out a credit application, that dealer knows a lot about you. So if you seem vulnerable in one of the ways I've mentioned, you could be a target. So here's some early signs of a possible yo-yo financing scheme that you ought to watch out for. The first one is when you're asked to sign a sales contract that has some of the parts in it left blank. That's a big red flag. Don't sign a contract where there's blanks that haven't been filled in. If there's not going to be anything put there, they should put N.A., not applicable. Number two, it's not clear what interest rate you'll be paying when you uh, are presented with the paperwork. And, And always, of course, remember, it's not just what the car payment amount will be. You should pay attention to the actual interest rate and how many years the loan will last. You know, these days, they are really stretching out the number of years that you'll pay Uh, on these cars to get the payment low enough for you to be able to afford it. Well, by the time you've paid for, you know, six or seven years, um, you've paid a bunch of money for that car. Um, The third thing is sometimes you are asked to sign a form that says the deal is conditional. So watch out for that because you don't really have a deal if it's conditional. And finally, uh, the dealer lets you drive away in the car without any contract at all. And they say you know it's yours we're done that's the price your payment will be this but you don't have any paperwork well you're just leaving it totally up to them at that point so watch out for that and just don't be a yo-yo buyer okay Um, listen yo-yo financing is actually pretty easy to avoid first just avoid dealer financing at all if you can, if you think you might be vulnerable to this kind of thing. Uh, you know, you can go ahead and get a pre-approved car loan from an independent lender like your own bank or credit union or something like that and get that before you ever even set foot on the car lot so you know you've got financing, you know what a payment would be, what a purchase price you know, what purchase price you can afford with the loan that you've been approved for. So and that's a great way to just avoid yo-yo financing altogether. Um, another thing, if you're buying a relatively inexpensive used car um, on a car lot, just, you know, wait, save up the money and just pay cash for it. Don't finance it because quite often in that situation, you're also paying way too much for the car and you're misinformed about what the value of it actually is. You should always get your own information about the value of a car that you're buying. Don't accept it from the dealer. Uh, And also here's some things, a little list of things that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau does recommend uh, that you do to prevent yourself from becoming the victim of a yo-yo sale. Um, Number one, review the sales contract to ensure that you understand the terms of your deal. That's something I'm always talking about. Read the terms and conditions. It's fine print. It's a lot of pages. It takes a long time, but you really need to know what you're signing. Um, Number two, make sure you have copies of all the documents that are signed by you and the dealer and that all the contract blanks are filled in, as I've said before. And listen, please, don't leave the papers in your car. Quite often, dealers are going to tell you to do that. Um, they'll say, uh, oh, yeah, just keep that in the glove compartment for now, uh, the glove box, you know, whatever, so you'll have those nearby um, until you get your final uh, license plate or, or something. They always have a good reason that you should leave the papers in the car. But sometimes what happens is, They'll repossess the car, and your papers are in there. And then you go to a lawyer for help, and the lawyer says, well, I need to look at the papers. So always take those papers into your home when you get out of the car. And third, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau says, verify that the loan rate is final before you take that car off of the dealer's lot. And that's really good advice. Look, don't be a victim of this. If you've just purchased a car and the dealer um, later tells you there's a problem with that financing or that you need to bring the car back and redo things, be careful. Um, First, before you go back to the dealership, review all the documents that you got from the dealer. See if you signed a form that says the sale was conditional. If you did, you can just take the car back. You know, try to just unwind the whole deal. But for heaven's sake, don't agree to a new deal or sign new papers while you're there. You don't have to. Now, um, you might already be emotionally invested in the car, right? And you want to keep it and not give it back to the dealer. If that's the case, one strategy that you can use is to demand that the dealer give you the financing denial letter from the lender. You know, the one where they say, we're not interested in that deal, we're not going to, you know, take that loan. Yeah, and, and, of course, it could also be an email. So if they say, oh, gee, we don't have a letter. And then say, well, how did they, um, how did this lender that denied me communicate to you that they were denying the approval of the loan? So it might be an email, it may be something else, but you're entitled to written, uh, a written notice of that. But either way, you can be sure they have something in writing on that denial email, letter, whatever. If they can't provide the denial, they may be just testing you and trying to set you up for a yayo scam to get more money out of you or just simply to make this deal work. Again, you don't have to do the new deal that they propose. If the dealer persists or threatens you or anything like that, it's probably time to talk to a lawyer. When handled correctly by a lawyer, the situation can most likely be resolved without any harm to your credit, despite what the dealer might say. So, be careful of those yo-yo sales. This has been Attorney Susan Ingalls at Ingalls Angle on Twitter and Instagram and right here on Anchor.fm with Think Like a Lawyer Thursday. You come in here with a skull full of mush and you leave. Thinking like a lawyer. Thanks for tuning in, everybody.